0: Every time you can accept and love and allow whatever this trigger is, whatever this experience is, whatever this quote unquote wound is that's coming up for you, you get to relax so much more into yourself. Spirituality gets a lot of side eye these days, and admittedly, some of it is pretty well-deserved. Things can feel a little bit floaty, a little bit out there, and more than a little weird. But I promise, it's not that crazy. It just needs to feel a little more human. And that, my friends, is why I'm here. I'm your host, Caitlin, and my goal is to take the super woo and bring it back down to planet Earth. Whether you're spiritually curious, spiritually closeted, or just a spiritual seeker who's itching to take things a little less seriously, there's something here for you. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. Hello, friends, wonderful humans. How is it going? What is up? Hope you are well wherever you are, whatever day it is, whatever time it is when you're tuning in. Hope it's a good one. I, man, I feel like so much to update and nothing at all to update. There's just a lot of moving and shaking and changing happening behind the scenes here. New ideas and directions and all sorts of things. So lots will be unfolding. Lots to come in the very near future. So I'm really excited to bring you along with me. not going to bore you with all the (laughs) the nitty gritty details you'll see as it comes I'm sure. So let's just dive into the episode for today. Quick little note of housekeeping as always. Just wanted to remind you about my human design fun stuff that I have going on in the world. Like I said more to come which I'm super duper excited about but for now if you want to jump into learning your human design the two best ways with me to do that are first of all my crash course Covering the basics, the three biggest things you need to know when you're getting started, that is called Immerse. And it is three weeks, 45 minutes per week delving into your energy type, your profile, and your authority. So like I said, kind of the top three things you need to know when you're getting started. Or you know, even if you're not new to human design, if you know a thing or two about yours, this is a really good space to go deeper on those three aspects because a lot of the times um, there's just there's more layers. I mean, there's always more layers with everything in human design, but even within those three aspects, there's always room to deepen and play and really get even more specific to you because a lot of times <laughs> I've seen this time and time again the kind of conventional information doesn't always, you know, hit the mark for you specifically and how you operate. So, anyway, that's a really fun space to come play in. Um link is in the show notes for that. You can also hop into a more traditional reading format such so as just a 60-minute reading. And you have the option of adding on some Voxer support for that. So, how that works is after your reading, you pick three days, you just let me know 24 hours in advance, and we hop into Voxer, and you can get all your questions answered, all of the embodiment tips and practices, and all of that that you maybe didn't think of while we were in the reading itself. Get all your questions answered. So, it's just a, a fun way to make sure that you feel really supported and have space to, you know ask your questions, to integrate even further as you are, you know, working with all the information in your reading. So just wanted to quickly remind you about those two. Like I said, there is a lot more to come very soon, so I'm really excited to bring all of that to you as well. And without further ado, let's dive into today's episode, today's topic, why I think this idea of healing within the spirituality and personal development space is kind of bullshit, I, man, this one is just one of those things that really grinds my gears in the personality, personality, oh my God, spirituality and personal development space. I, man, I feel like I have many bones to pick in this space, which, you know, maybe you've caught on to that by now. But I mean, this one in particular, this whole concept of, you know, quote unquote, healing ourselves, specifically as it relates to the inner work, this one just, it just gets me. It's been on my mind lately. I've, been wanting to go on a rant about it so here we are we're ranting I'm just so over it like this this healing concept I'm done with it I really do not think it fits for you know spirituality personal development that sort of thing trauma healing or healing our relationship to ourselves whatever context you want to put it in I'm just over it healing is out (laughs) it's done like I you know if you're not new around here you'll know But if you are new, I've done a hell of a lot of healing on all sorts of levels over the past several years, you know, everything from physically healing my body to, you know, mind, spirit, you name it, all the things. And because of all that, I honestly really think we need to change how we think about the concept of, you know, healing as it relates to, like I said, the more inner work. Now, healing physically, I don't really have a problem with it in that context, You know, healing a disease or a broken bone or, you know, even like a paper cut, that's fine. But when it comes to the rest of it, it's not so much about healing, in my opinion, as it is reintegrating. So I wanted to explore this concept today, share it with you, share my thoughts, honestly, just get it out of my system. (laughs) So, as I love to do, you know, let's do some defining of terms to kind of kick off this discussion. Uh, This actually frustrated me a little bit, I'm going to say, because I think from the definition alone, the word heal does kind of fit. Very annoying (laughs) for the sake of my argument. But here we are. Some of the definitions for heal. To make free from injury or disease, to make sound or whole, to make well again, or to restore health to restore to original purity or integrity. There's a couple more, but I won't bore bore you with all of them. And man, it would have been so lovely for the sake of my argument if none of those were actually applicable to the inner work. But as the classic song says, you can't always get what you want. And really thanking myself for saying that now. Was that an 80s song? Not really sure I wasn't alive back then, (laughs) but I'm sure you all know what song I'm talking about and why I'm thanking myself for that is my dad used to like joke with us about that song and he had this very specific way of singing it that was like simultaneously really horrifying and horrible and really annoying and also really hilarious. And now him saying that is just playing over and over in the back of my head. I really wish that I could imitate it for you so you could understand... (laughs) the half misery, half hilarity that, you know, was him doing it, but I'll spare you. I don't really want to break anybody's eardrums. So we'll just continue along. You know, even though some of those definitions do fit on paper of the word heal, I still just think that it's not really a good fit for the inner work. And I'll get into that. Like when I think of healing It's very physical in nature, so a cut scabbing over, for instance, or maybe I guess a scrape scabbing over, Um, relieving the symptoms of a disease, you know, that sort of thing. And the issue for me when it comes to the inner work is that it implies that there is something wrong with you that needs to be fixed in order for you to become whole again, right? Like if it's a cut, you need to close the wound. There's a, a gap in your body and you need to sew it shut. Or if it's a disease state, you need to remove whatever it is that's triggering those symptoms, right? But it doesn't really track with what I've experienced in terms of inner work. I think limiting beliefs of all of the kind of types of inner work might come the closest because we're not really trying to get rid of them so much as we're swapping out one that isn't serving us, that isn't you know rooted in abundance or whatever it is. We're swapping that one out for one that does serve us and one that does make us feel abundant and all the things. And that's sort of like swapping out, you know, toxic products or highly processed foods, inflammatory oils, that sort of thing, which helps the body return to a healthier, more balanced state. Again, thinking of of the very like physical healing aspect. But when it comes to things like shadow work or inner child work or even something like somatic work, you know, learning to sit with the sensations in the body, What I've really learned is that it's not about trying to change or fix anything, so much it is about allowing it or accepting it, or perhaps learning to allow and accept it. Or said another way, the term that I think fits better is we're reintegrating that. So let's define this too. To integrate is to restore to a condition of integration or unity to bring together again into a whole as the parts of anything. And that for me is so much more resonant because the truth is that we're all already whole and complete. And I know that probably sounds kind of corny, but it really is true. And I feel like for me, for whatever reason, healing implies that we're not, you know, that something needs to change or be fixed in order for us to become whole again. But again, the truth is that it's just about accepting and allowing all parts of us. It's literally reintegrating what we've rejected or what we want to be different about our experience that allows us to come back into this feeling of coherence within ourselves. It's really an illusion that we're not whole rather than the truth being that we're not whole, if that makes sense. What happens is we start to push parts of ourselves away for all number of reasons, right? Like we learn to be ashamed of them or an experience in childhood didn't go the way that we desired it to. So we change ourselves to prevent that thing from happening again and, you know, preventing future uh, future pain. I like to imagine it like you're this little egg, And each time something, you know, quote unquote happens and you start to change or reject a part of yourself, a little tiny piece of your shell breaks off and you're basically trying to send it off into the distance, into the ether away. And you think you're getting rid of it. But in reality, all of those pieces of you are still attached to you by this little energy cord coming from this, you know, core that's inside this eggshell. You literally cannot break it off completely and get rid of it, no matter how hard you try. It's all still a part of you. But instead of moving through life as one cohesive little egg at that point, you're dragging around all these fragmented pieces of yourself everywhere you go, which I don't know about you, but that just kind of sounds a little exhausting, not the most easy and effortless way to move through life, right? And the work at that point is in kind of reeling all those pieces back in. So the eggshell can kind of reform, right? It's reintegrating all those little pieces of your eggshell rather than trying to regrow the new pieces. Because if you were to try to regrow a new piece, it couldn't happen, right? You have that energy cord that's attached to the old piece. So you couldn't ever actually regrow the new piece. And I guess for the sake of argument. Let's say that we can, you know, heal these parts of ourselves, even though I don't think that fits, which I've just told you. But anyway, those pieces, again, they don't go away or perhaps more accurately, those wounds, the, you know, quote unquote traumas, if you will, they don't go away, or at least I don't believe they do. That hasn't been my experience with it. The wounds that I've healed are still a part of me. And Oh my God, this is so nerdy, but I'm literally thinking of that scene from the last Lord of the Rings movie where Frodo is like rubbing his scar from when he got stabbed at Weathertop in the first movie. And he says to Sam, it's been 13 years to the day since Weathertop, Sam. <laughs> oh my God, I'm such a nerd. But he says it's never truly healed. Um, so note: if you don't get that reference, I literally don't know what to say to you. It's the best movie, best series ever of all time. I will argue that till the day I die. Go watch the movies; they're epic if you haven't. Anyway, but that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? You live with it, but it never truly like goes away. You just learn to live with that part of yourself and and integrate it even deeper. The core wounds don't ever leave us. Like I still get triggered all the time by certain core wounds that you know I've addressed multiple times at this point over the course of my. Quote unquote self-healing journey, if you will, even though I hate that label. But it's the same experience. It's the same quote-unquote wound at the core of each time it gets triggered, right? And it's really annoying because it's like, how many times am I going to have to return to the same issue, the same trigger, the same experience until I'm done, right? Like It's literally just giving you an opportunity to come into even more coherence with yourself it's an even deeper layer of the same thing and I think perhaps another issue with the the term healing in reference to this stuff is there's this perception that it goes away after a certain point but if we're really just going deeper and deeper and deeper there's never an end point there's this illusion that comes up when people are doing the work often that like You feel like you're going backwards because it's the same shit over and over and over again, but you're really going in a spiral. So you're always making progress, but you're just revisiting the same point in that same circle, just at a higher level or a deeper level, depending on whichever way you want to look at it. You might, you know, get a little bit discouraged by thinking that there's no end point, right? That, you know, what's the point of doing all this work if I'm never truly done? What's the point if I can't ever truly heal, right? And I know on the surface it can feel a little bit discouraging and I've definitely hit points where I'm like, what the fuck does it even matter? So I totally get it. And I totally hear you if that's kind of what you're thinking at this point. But what I'll say to that is every time you can, you know, like I said, really accept and love and allow whatever this trigger is, whatever this experience is, whatever this quote unquote wound is that's coming up for you at whatever layer you are, whether it's layer one, whether it's layer 70, every time you can learn to integrate that a little bit deeper, you get to relax so much more into yourself. So, I mean, it kind of parallels the journey of life, right? Like there's never an end point. We never like reach the pinnacle and then we're done. There's always more to do and, and more goals and all of that. And it's the same here. It's like, how deeply can I actually relax into myself? How deeply can I actually come into coherence with myself and really just love and accept and allow? And every time I've met a deeper layer of myself, every time I've been able to integrate myself, you know, to that next level, my experience of walking through the world as myself completely changes. Like, I think I'm going to do a whole other episode on this kind of idea of energy leaks because I think that's a kind of related issue. You don't realize how much you're carrying and how much energy you're spending, you know, on the pretending, on keeping, you know, if we go back to that little eggshell metaphor on keeping all of those little parts of you that you quote unquote don't like away, it takes so much less energy to just bring them back and let them be exactly as they are it takes so much less energy, if we're thinking about it in terms of you know, somatic work, just to let the experience that you're having, the sensation that you're having in your body, if you just let it be, it's so much less effort and energy. And then you have so much more effort and energy to put to things that you do want, um, to achieving your goals and to dreaming bigger and all the things. And so that probably sounds a little bit corny as well, but it's true. And I think I say all that just to really encourage you that it's not futile, right? There there doesn't have to be an endpoint. That's just kind of how life is. And it just gets better and better and better and better the more you get to relax into yourself and into who you are and into all of you. It's very hard to describe, but when you feel it and when you can take that exhale on the other side of whatever, you know, integration point you're working at at that point in time, it's so, so worth it. So I would love to know how all this landed for you. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think healing fits? I'm really curious. So let me know. You can come hang over on Instagram, slide into the DMs. I'm honestly laughing a little bit at myself at this point because I literally say all the time, (laughs) I've said this in multiple episodes, not to let the word get in the way, which to be fair, it's not getting in the way of me actually doing the work. I just think we can characterize it a little bit more accurately. But anyway, maybe I should take my own advice a little bit. I don't know if I will, though, because some of these concepts within spirituality and personal development, like this one, like if you listen to episode two, even the word spirituality itself, I just can't with these things. What can I say? I am only a human so anyway let me know what you think let me know if you agree and if you enjoyed this episode please consider sharing it with a friend you can always tag me on instagram i love to see when you share and i appreciate the support so so much you could also consider leaving a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts. i appreciate it more than i can say it just helps me grow the show and bring on more incredible guests for you and i read and appreciate deeply every single one that you leave and without further ado, we'll leave it with a what-the-fuck-am-I-doing story. What the fuck am I doing? I don't think I have said this one to you guys yet on the podcast, so I I don't know why, actually, because it's really kind of... It's literally like, oh my God, what the fuck was I doing at this point? Just poor planning on my part. When I moved out of my apartment in LA last December, I had my brother come help me. I really didn't anticipate that... I would have as much shit as I did. I also really horribly planned the packing experience. My roommate and I both did, honestly. And we were like throwing shit into boxes the morning of our move. It was a whole mess. And so, anyway, I just asked my brother because I was like, oh my God, I don't have that much stuff. Turns out I had a lot more stuff than I thought. The U Haul was almost too small because I, again, not an engineer didn't really know how much, you know, cubic feet I would need for the the U-Haul. So we just barely made everything fit. It was kind of astonishing. Took us way longer than I anticipated. I was totally anticipating a few hours, you know, have lunch, drive down to the storage unit, throw everything in, be on our merry way, right? No, no, no. It took us, oh my God, I don't think we left my apartment until like 4, 4.15 in the I guess, late afternoon, early evening, like probably three hours or so later than I thought we were going to be leaving. Totally should have recruited more help for the actual loading up part. But again, just horrible planning. But the craziest part about this whole story, perhaps not crazy, the most what the fuck part of this story is when I got to the storage unit, like literally, I I can't even with this. They, they closed at 4.45. Or sorry, 5.45. First of all, who closes on a 45? Like that doesn't make any sense. Also, I clearly just did not look at the website to find out their hours. This was a Saturday that we're moving. I was like, oh, on Saturday, they'll be open till whenever. Again, not anticipating it would take us that long. Not anticipating they would close early or at a 45. So we leave at like 4.15. It's about an hour to get from my apartment to the storage unit down a little bit further south of me. And basically we roll up at five 30. This guy's like, okay, you have 15 minutes to unload and do all this paperwork and sign and pay and blah, blah, blah. So (laughs) I start the paperwork. My brother drives to the unit. I like sprint over to the unit. We're like literally throwing boxes onto the ground, like running them into the storage unit as fast as humanly possible. It was a hot fucking mess. We're sweating. It was it was a whole time but we managed to make it oh and, and before we even ran back or before I did the guy was like oh make sure you you come back a few minutes early because you have to finish signing so I really only had probably like 10 minutes maybe to help my brother unload it was a fucking time but I'm very proud to say we did it we made it everything was fine just got the adrenaline pumping a little bit <laughs> But I feel like there's so many nuggets in that day that were like, literally, what the fuck? Why did you not pack ahead of time? Why did you not get more help for your move? Why did you not check the fucking hours of the storage place? Like just all over the place. Caitlin, really, your planning. Needs to (laughs) need to work on that. So that is my what the fuck am I doing story for today. And I will leave you with this musing of the week. Would love to know if anybody else experiences this. I asked over on Instagram and it seemed like I might be (laughs) in the minority here, but does it ever happen to you that after, I mean, it's usually Coachella that I'm thinking of, but I mean, maybe not everybody goes to large music festivals in dusty places like Coachella, but this happened to me maybe a week ago now when I got back from a couple of weeks of travel, there was also very little sleep switching time zones. Um, celebrating for a friend's birthday, all the things. So much less sleep than I normally get to say the least. But I got back and pretty much lost my voice for a few days. And I'm just wondering if that happens to anybody else. I literally don't know why it happens because I feel like, I mean, it makes sense for Coachella because like I said, it's dusty, it's dry, it's hot. So maybe that dries out your throat and, you know, like I said, makes sense. But when you're just In a place, first of all, I was in two very humid places. So the drying out aspect doesn't even make sense. But what really doesn't make sense to me is that, like, just lack of sleep would cause you to lose your voice. I wasn't like screaming, I wasn't cheering or yelling or anything crazy like that. I was just out late and didn't sleep as much. So I'm just really wondering if this happens to anybody else. And if that makes sense at all to anyone else, that it would just be because of lack of sleep. So, anyway. I will leave you with that random musing of the week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and we will talk next week. Bye.